You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right. Well, we've been looking forward to this conversation in part because this next guest is going to tell us what we need to know about two things we love, food and travel, two industries that unfortunately have been incredibly hard hit uh, in this crisis. Steve Hafner joins us, co-founder, CEO of Kayak and the CEO of OpenTable. He's on the phone from Bridgehampton, New York. Steve, really nice to have you with Carol and myself. Jason, Carol, thanks for having me on. Hi, Steve. All right, so let's start with travel, if we can. Uh, you know, we've all been grounded. I think Carol and I both are used to sort of being out there, doing reporting, doing remotes, and all those different things. We've been grounded since February. How does how and when does travel come back here? Sure. So yesterday we published uh, data on kayak from about a billion consumer queries, and it's actually showing you that there is some recovery in travel interest. So the the bottom period for uh, for what we've seen in our query volume was happened in uh, April 7th when queries fell 80% year over year. And since then, they've been gradually recovering. So yesterday, if you look at the data, uh, query volume was only down 51% versus the previous year. So there, there is a long way to go, to be sure, but consumers at least are thinking about flying again, and they're looking for trips. So tell us about you know, okay, so some, I mean, percentage-wise, can you give us an idea? Because I know, you know, we, we keep talking about these numbers, and they're coming off of such significant lows. I mean, it's still way down, correct? It's still way down. So, yeah, last year there were twice as many people looking for flights on kayak than there are uh, this year as of yesterday. But that's, that's come up from 80% down the first week of April. So it, it is a recovery. And remember, this is search data. This isn't actually booking data. So this just means that people are thinking about traveling again. Right. And I know that that is largely based on consumers. Talk to us about corporate travel, because I think we're all trying to figure that out, not just, again, from a personal perspective, from our own work, but, you know, knowing and talking to a lot of other CEOs about the decisions they're making in terms of, you know, maybe we should video con, maybe we don't need to take quite as many trips. What's your read on that? Uh, you know, I, I share those sentiments. You know, you're talking to somebody who used to travel on a plane almost every day. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's been an amazing boon to productivity not to have to do that. And I think, um, you know, this, this pandemic, you know, m- one of the, the few bright spots is it's taught people how to conduct their affairs uh, somewhat efficiently online. So uh, typically in past recessions, and, and we're in one right now, business travel is one of the last things to return because companies are, are really suffering, right? So consumers still want to travel, but, consumer, but consumers may, have, may be able to afford that in a way that the business um, can't. So typically, business is the last thing to recover. I think it's gonna, we're going to see more of the same now, and it may never fully recover back to the levels that, that it once was, because people have learned to adapt. Wow. So we may never see 2019 levels again. That's right, and, and, and that has, um, I mean, we're preparing to see 2019 levels back in terms of total travel demand by about 2023. That's kind of how we've structured our cost and, and our balance sheet. Um, but you know, I, I think how people are traveling and what they're thinking about and how often they're going to travel are different. And that mm-hmm. has big implications for how airlines do their schedules. Because you've got to remember that the business traveler usually is paying half the revenue on one of those flights. So I think that you'll see the frequency of trips go down, and I think you'll see average fares go up, too, as business travelers no longer subsidize you know, the, the consumers' the leisure travel. 
Wow, that's fascinating. And that's pretty significant. So what about on the open table side? What are you seeing in terms of restaurants? We're seeing recovery in restaurants as well. So people want to travel and they also want to dine out. And, and we're seeing a stronger recovery on, on the restaurant side of the business. Uh, half of, you know, we've got about 60,000 restaurants um, on the open table platform. About half of them have reopened, which is great. And in terms of seated diners, um, we, hit, we capture that data and we make it publicly available as well. Uh, that was down only about 70% yesterday. Uh, so, so people are going out, and 70% sounds like a big reduction, but you have to remember that because of COVID-19 restrictions, most restaurants aren't operating at full capacity. Right. Now, a lot of them are only outdoor only, or they've set up tents outside, or that even that they have to have their tables spaced six feet apart. So a lot of them are at you know, 15 to 20% capacity, and you know, they're, they're, they're selling every seat they can and every table they can, which is great news. Right. It's not enough to keep them in business, right. mind you, but, uh, but it does show that consumers want to get out of their houses. Well, and, and to that point, I mean, I believe you guys had forecast, and, and I think others have followed you in, in this regard, that we could see a quarter of restaurants across the country go out of business. Does that still feel about right, or, or what are you guys thinking now? That, that's still our, our best guess. You know, restaurants are a tough business. They go out of business all the time, as you, as you well know. But usually when a location goes under, it's because the concept was bad or the management was bad, and a new restaurant takes its place. That's not what we're expecting now. So when we talk about 25 rest, 25% of restaurants going out of business, that means the location shutters permanently and becomes something else. And, you know, it, it all depends on what happens with COVID-19 and the restrictions, right? So can we safely dine out again indoors? Uh, will employees come back and start working in restaurants again uh, versus collecting benefits or doing other types of, of work? So, right. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's, that's our prediction. Hey, Steve, 30 seconds, then we're, we're going to do some news and come back. But I just do wonder, you just talked about workers. Are some restaurants, are they having any trouble finding staff and getting workers to come back? Uh, absolutely, they are. And a, and a lot of restaurateurs have been very vocal about that. So, you know, the, the benefit package that was passed by the government was very generous. Uh, and, and I applaud the government for doing that. An, you know, unwanted byproduct of that is some people are making more money by staying home than, than by working, particularly in the restaurant business. So, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of restaurateurs here in Bridgehampton, and they're having a tough time, uh, even with being re- able to reopen and actually finding staff to work. Right. There. Still with us is Kayak and Open Table CEO Steve Hafner. Steve is also co-founder of Kayak, and he joins us on the phone from Bridgehampton, New York. So, Steve, one of the things that we've loved talking with uh, about leaders at companies right now is how the pandemic ultimately has changed any of your long-term strategic planning for your businesses. Um, So talk to us about that. Uh, Sure. I mean, I I think besides the immediate business impact and having to scramble to make sure that we are a viable entity and to get our users home and take care of our customers, we actually doubled down on a lot of our product initiatives. So, you know, having business be where it is, which is dramatically decreased, has actually freed our development team to accelerate a lot of projects. And, you know, one of the things we've also seen is with fear of the virus comes changing consumer and business habits. So people are much more interested in, you know, on the restaurant side, for example, how to see your menu from your app, how to order from your app, how to pay from your app, um, you know, how to bypass a hostess stand and pick your own table to sit at. So, we actually see, you know, one of the silver linings of the, of the pandemic is a lot of innovation on both the dining and travel side of the business. So, you know, Kayak soon is going to launch a road trip 
component so people mm-hmm. can see cool places to go to nearby. And our rental car business, and I never thought I'd say this, our rental car business is actually bigger than our flight business today. Wow. wow so there's incredible. a lot of changes going on in, in, yeah. in consumer habits and in business habits. So I mean, Open Table, for example, historically we've only been uh, a table management system for restaurants, but now we've uh, modified the software so grocery stores can actually accept reservations and use our, our software. So can bars, so can vineyards, and soon so can university dining halls. So really cool wow. stuff happening. Yeah. So as you look across the country, you know, Stephen, this is something we're wrestling with literally every day. And, and every time we talk to somebody who's not in the tri-state area, physically, we're asking them, what's it like in Dallas? What's it like in Chicago? What's it like in Iowa? Um, you have the data that really gives you the, those insights. As you look across the country, how does the U.S. economy feel? You know, it's it's almost directly correlated with the amount of COVID impact in any location and the resulting restrictions. So as restrictions loosen up, uh, business activity rapidly recovers. And on the travel side, people go to those places. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you look at our travel statistics, um, the top five places people are going to aren't traditional destinations like New York, Paris, and London. They're actually places you can go to that are outdoors and you can do things like go to restaurants. So three of our top five cities right now are in Florida. The other two are in Puerto Rico and uh, Dominican Republic, which just opened back up. So, you know, people want to travel, and when they do travel, shorter flights uh, nearby and places where they can actually go out and do stuff. Yeah. The outdoor venues, it, it seems like, are, are really going to benefit, it, it, certainly for the next few months. Certainly our comfort level, I know, on, on our side. Um, you know, it's interesting, too. I'm, I'm curious, as you've gone through this process, what's the best advice you've gotten from someone uh, during the pandemic? <laughs> Personal or professional? Ah, go wherever Either. you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, for well, you know, personal side is to stay home, and I, I, I think that served everyone pretty well. Yeah. You know, on, on the professional side, is, you know, we've, we've always operated Kayak and Open Table for sustainable long-term growth. And, um, you know, we haven't gotten over our skis on spending or anything like that, and we pay close attention to our users and our team members, and, and that served us very well. So unlike a lot of other companies that were losing money going into this, uh, we were making money. Um, and we trimmed our expenses to ensure that, you know, when travel rebounds, we're prepared. But, you know, I, I love the fact that we didn't have to scramble. We didn't have to take um, big changes to our operating models. Uh, we were able to cut our fees and waive them for restaurants to help, you know, them struggle with their businesses. So I, I, I think the, the best of us I got professionally was be prepared, even in the good, day, good times, for bad times ahead. And that served us very well. So, Steve, you mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation that, you know, you were on a plane practically every day in, in normal times. I'm sure you've been some incredible places. What do you sort of what, what's the sort of place that's kind of out there in your mind of when everything is normal enough you want to go back to? You know, typically I spend a, a month a year in Sweden and my mom, who's 81, lives there. Uh, I, I can't wait to go back to, to Stockholm. It's one of the world's best places. and I, I really want to see my mom. Right, right now, she doesn't even want to see me because she's afraid I'm going to give the virus yeah. to her. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's where I'd really like to be. And, and, and by the way, I was just in Miami on, on Saturday, so I, I do know what it's like to travel right now. And it's, it's, a plane trip is totally different now than it was before this pandemic. You know, the, the tone in the airport, the traffic levels, 
uh, the safety protocols as you board the plane and as you're on the plane uh, are very different with the masks and, and you know just goodie bags, no no meal service or drink service. But I, I tell you, once you get to that destination, you're really happy you're there. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, we look forward to catching up with you as we get uh, more into whatever the next normal looks like. Uh, Steve Hafner, really appreciate your candid insights. And, you know, at Bloomberg, we love data. And so to talk to someone else who has the data uh, is really great. Steve Hafner is the co-founder, CEO of Kayak and the CEO of OpenTable. He joined us on the phone from Bridgehampton, New York. Here's hoping for his sake and his mom's sake that uh, he gets to Sweden before too long. That was very sweet. And interesting uh, to to hear, hear you know, he was on a plane. It's different, but, you know, people are going to make their way back ultimately. Uh, So we'll see more of that.